0: Hello and welcome along to the On The Whistle podcast in conjunction with our friends from the shirtless plantain show, Aloha. This is the pod that feels like Christmas for me. We're previewing the AFCON final. You've got the most populous juggernauts, loudmouths, talented, I hate saying that, Nigerian (laughs) super eagles versus the hometown heroes, the ghosts that are scared of nothing, the Ivory Coast, And what is said to be an absolutely superb final on Sunday. I think it's bigger than the Kansas Chiefs versus the 49ers in the Super Bowl. This is my Christmas. This is my New Year's. This is all the Kool-Aid in the punch. But to bring this alive, I'll start with our guest, Coach from the Shirtless Plantain Show. Coach, so good to see you. I hope all is good with you. Yeah, I mean, apart from
1: the fact that I'm probably coming down with a cold, um, everything is great. It's been a great week, football week for me personally. Absolutely amazing football week. Um, smashing Liverpool, getting through, <laughs> getting through, getting through against South Africa. It's been great. It's, it's it's generally been great, and the nerves aren't sitting in now. But I can probably tell around maybe seven thirty on Sunday, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to be completely and utterly. I'm I'm, I'm going to be a mess basically.
0: <laughs> And yes, Nigeria, clearly the most talented team. But you know what? We still have the Grammy. We still have Tyler. We still have Courtney Fries, Premier Soccer League winner, most handsome man on the pod, a guy who used to shine the shoes for Dalron Buckley and Benny McCarthy. (laughs) You might know one of the two. Courtney, how are you doing, my brother?
2: Firstly, good evening, everybody. Lovely to see you all. I won't be watching that huge spectacle on the weekend that's happening in America. It's a terrible <laughs> spectacle. No one cares about them going out there to play their two minutes of football and say, We play football. And yet you don't touch the football the whole game. What we will be doing is watching the final of the AFCON. Firstly, let's give props to Nigeria for their winning the semi final. Fantastic. Well done. Good job. Uh, it was such an exciting game. Uh, really enjoyed it. This is what you want from a semi-final, and in the other semi-final. But now it brings the two juggernauts together, two powerhouses in Africa. You have the Super Eagles and Côte d'Ivoire. Um, I couldn't think of two better teams getting to the final. Let the slug, the slugging commence.
0: Absolutely, it's a heavyweight title bout, and our man Alistair Howard will be on the ground lapping it all up, watching these two heavyweights rumble in the Abidjan Stadium. It's going to be absolutely <laughs> amazing, Ali. And I have to say, um, you were sitting in a very interesting location where the most powerful man in African football was, if I'm correct. That, that so is correct, Zane. Was he exactly. warming it up for you? Uh,
3: Dr. Patrice Motsepe? knows the levels of people who, who matter in, in African football. Um, and so, so he decided to to leave. Yes, I'm in the I'm in the press conference room at the at, in Abidjan in the Palais de la Culture, the, the cultural palace of Abidjan. I'll, I'll show you my view. The, the lighting is not very good, but oh, as you wow. can see, there's the seats oh, where oh, I was oh, previously. Oh, oh is yeah. the the the, the, the um, desk that Mr. Motsepe, as well as our good friend Luxolo September and and Veron uh, Veron. December? December? The, the yeah. general secretary uh-huh. were holding their press conference. They were, as, as per calf always about 40 minutes late. Uh, and the press conference <laughs> went on for about two, two and a half hours. It was this wonderful blend of sycophancy... Ooh, and out- outrageous word. questions. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so you had you had you had some journalists who it was a beautiful, so, so beautiful kind you're of saying tapestry. So just,
0: just kissing butt, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. So so you had some journalists who would stand up and say, "Mr. Motsape, we love you so much." Blah 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 blah. blah. Like, what, tell us why this is the greatest Afcon. Then you had ranging from that to others who stood up, and one guy was hilarious. He was like, "Dr. Motsape, your your calf media officers have been treating us terribly." Um, we demand we demand that they take better care of us. One guy was also saying that for anyone who's covered four or more Afcons, they deserve to be paid by CAF. Um, oh, what to, be, uh, to, 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 um, to get? Uh, yeah, as some kind of I don't know, like a solidarity fund or something. Um, and then uh, you had some other kind of more uh, questions you would expect about you know the way things have run, about some of the issues, about uh, for instance the bus crash that that some of us were in. Um, and Motsepi mm. was at his kind of very best, kind of deflecting questions, complimenting people. Yeah. I think he used the word "beautiful country" maybe about a hundred <laughs> times. The phrase, uh, so it's a, it's this. I'm hoping that we're a, a little more sharpened and focused than he was. Um, but yeah, yes, well. it's it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. Well, look, I think we'll take our temperature and do our takeaways on the tournament <laughs> when the time is right. But now we're going to honor the two teams in the final, the Ivory Coast and Nigeria. I mean, it is a heavyweight encounter in so many ways. And, you know, I'm going to start with, um, I hate to call them the away team, but the travelling Nigerians, who pretty much have looked pretty impressive this entire tournament, living up to their talent. The South Africans obviously caused them a bit of trouble, taking them to pens.
1: To be honest, more than 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 a bit of trouble.
0: I mean, you're you're the man who bleeds green.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. You're the man who
0: flies like a super eagle. I mean... I've, it's, I've, it's
1: been a great tournament, hasn't it, it? It has. I mean, every match day I have lost count kind of how many different Nigeria kits that I've had, but every single match day I've just won a different one. And I think on I think on Wednesday, that was the mo- I think that was like the most I sweated, genuinely. I think my heart rate um got up to 128. I, I was literally checking on my watch <laughs> and my heart rate got up to about 128 beats beats per minute. And South Africa by far, I think, were the Gave us the sternest test, and not just because they went to penalties, but you can tell that a bunch of the players play for the same club because the synergy and the telepathy, everything was there. Like the movement, the way they all pressed in unison. I think McQuena is probably the that's probably the best midfield performance I think I've seen. I'd like to say I've gotten the fella from um, Cape Verde. Oh, I've got anything, but I think he put in a really good performance as well one time. But I think McWenna eclipsed it in the end. Um, Evidence, you know, unlucky of the penalty, but I think he was, I think that that's the prototype way to play as a nine in a tournament. He was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I think, genuinely Nigeria didn't adapt at all and that's what that's what um, South Africa capitalised on. And fortunately, because when you have a world-class type like Osimhen, and you can literally do things in a split second and you're a and goal up out of, no, out of nothing. That's essentially what saved us. Um, but I will say... I think I noticed in the last ten minutes of, of extra time, <laughs> South Africa were, were were definitely playing for penalties, and it didn't work out. Unfortunately, um, I thought that like both teams could have went for it right right to the end. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm over them. I mean, generally, by far this is the the hardest test that Nigeria faced in the in the African. Like, by f- I don't even think in 2019 Algeria played this well. I don't think in 2022. Tunisia played this well. Like it was, it was a really, really good game for South Africa. I have to, I have to take my hats off to them for all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it was. But I'm oh, sorry, Ali. You, you go. You go, brother.
3: I think before we we go any further, we have to address the the very absurd. Well, I wouldn't say elephant in the room because the worried of the elephant in the room. But what <laughs> happened in that game? Because for me, you know, I, I think what coach is being very generous. I, I think South Africa were good. I think they were a very, very solid team. But We have to talk about how crazy that penalty was that South Africa got. I have never in like, honestly, I thought this AFCON had given us everything. You know, we'd (laughs) seen 122nd minute winner. We'd seen four penalties saved by a goalkeeper. We'd seen, you know, so much brilliance, nonsense, whatever you want to call it. Bebe's free kick, everything. And I genuinely didn't know how this tournament could get even more crazy. But to have Nigeria score a goal, not just Nigeria, Victor Ozzyman finally getting his second goal. He hasn't scored since the first game. L- kill the game. Super Eagles chilling, like cruising into yeah. the final. Like, oh, we just got, you know what? Five minutes left of the game where we're 2-0 we're up, blah, blah, blah. To within a Can couple of minutes. Flashbacks now,
1: please, Lex. Yeah, <laughs> My heart is and going again.
3: <laughs> not just having the goal rolled out. But a penalty being given to South Africa, which of course the Mahoma are put away. Yeah. Like, what absurdity yeah. is that? Like, honestly. It I, was I, the
0: right call, no by like, the way. I call it justice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Justice. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was the right call. But me and me and Dean had a conversation. I was like, we've always, since VAR's coming, we've always asked, what, what happens if in a phase of play, referee misses something and other team goes and scores in that same phase of play? What is the actual ruling on it? And now we found out. I've always yeah. kind of, I've always kind of wondered, do you, do you still keep the goal and also give them a penalty? Like, how does it work? Because, do you, do you get what I'm coming from? Because it's, it's almost yeah. like, it's, it's almost like, it's not really. You know the, the other teams thought that they didn't call it, kind of. Thing. Wow. They just played. Wow, they played if the, the it's
0: was called, coach, and then you don't get the <laughs> goal. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, one hundred
1: percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But it's just you know, it was it was it was a bone of contention, and now we know what the what the rule is now. Because I don't think to my mind, this is the first time mm. like that something like this has, has happened. So
0: yeah, yeah. No, agreed, agreed. And and listen, I think you know we, we've touched on some interesting points. The penalty. You know, looking ahead to the final. I mean. I just have to believe that with Sebastian Haller and, and yeah. Simon Adingra, and I know these teams played in the group stages and we all yeah. know how that result played out, but those chaps are certainly going to test the Nigerians I think, oh, yeah. more than the South African attack would, particularly 100%. with Haller. I know he's carrying injuries and whatever, but he's 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 looking like he's you know the, the real talisman up front for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I t- I'll tell you what what is of Ivory Coast, what my... But my biggest worry for them going into the tournament was I wasn't sure how they would essentially get their goals. I knew they'd control most games because they have the star talent in midfield and they've got a solid, solid, solid defense, shall I say. But my main, my main thing was like, well, where are the goals coming from? And I feel like at certain times, if it wasn't coming from midfield from Fofano and whatnot, like it it was hard to come by. Um, Hala definitely solved that problem. But I feel like Playing to his strengths, Tyler's strengths, also kind of plays to Nigeria's defensive strengths. Ekong, Bassi, and Ajay are both great in the year, especially Ekong. Ekong's the shortest one in defence, I think, and he gets up like a summon. Like, it's ridiculous. So them playing those, those high crosses in, I feel like, They'd rather I feel like Nigeria would rather that than you know a small quick striker that can you know play quick one twos and dribble past them kind of thing. I think they'd prefer to play against someone like Hala than someone like I don't know, Omani or something like that. That's gonna that's gonna pick up difficult positions and make you defend in um like in wide areas. So you know it's it's gonna be a very interesting battle because Ivory Coast to be essentially at full strength and it's gonna be a game tailor made for Nigeria defenders as well. So it's you know it's, it's we'll see we'll essentially see like you know like you said, made the best
2: man win, essentially. I'll go back to a comment I made before the uh, semi-final game when we were talking about what is South Africa's threat. And I said mm. in, the, in the pod, our biggest threat is the goalkeeper because we don't really have people up front that or, are <laughs> or or, or, or free goal-scoring people. Yeah. The problem Nigeria currently have now mm. is that they're playing against a team who have got forwards,
1: yeah.
2: who have got forwards who are clinical. South Africa didn't have that. What South Africa had was, as I said, good team spirit, good team ethic, lots of running. You know, I, I, I would say Percy Tau's game in the semifinal is possibly one of the most disappointing performances I've seen him play ever. You know, he is Sunday League material when he plays like that, hands down. But
0: I, I, I have I have to agree with you because I think Mark Gleeson is one of the doyens of African football, and Mark, you know your football better than me. I ain't saying you don't but I think you're hyping that boy up way too much when he looked pretty ordinary. So so keep going, Courtney.
2: Yeah. Pretty ordinary. Now, you look at that, and Nigeria were heavily tested by a team that didn't really have a focal point. That's not who they're going to face in Ivory Coast. As I said before, you don't want to face Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast have all the wrong ingredients with them. Absolutely everything is wrong. right? I think, I think they're coming two coaches to the stadium. Um, I, I, I don't think... They've got no coach as well. First, it is no coach. They, uh, excuse the pun. No coach. They've got uh, someone that's uh, that's, that's uh, trying to be the manager of the team. Everything is wrong. And in that dysfunctionalness is a threat yeah. to Nigeria. Yeah, that's for what. sure.
0: And, and, and Courtney, i, I got to ask you this. You're a former player. You know what it's like to lose to a team and then to come up against them in a key game. Right, like from a motivation perspective, Mm -hmm. the Ivory Coast don't need much, they're at home and they need to right the wrong of the team that virtually eliminated them from this tournament.
2: Absolutely, but they've got the opportunity to right the wrong. One, number two, something we all spoke about earlier, they also have the support behind them. Mm -hmm. Now, if you looked at the semi final, the South Africa semi final, the stadium was actually empty in large parts. That won't be the case. Come the final, I'm telling you, every man, dog, cat, and chicken will be at that game.
1: <laughs> you know,
2: they will be there, and Ivory Coast will have that extra ten percent, minus a coach, minus a manager, minus the functional team that they have. And Sebastian Hell is not is not a mistake of a player. All no. right, let's let's get this right. That guy is a good striker. So, I will, I will say
1: though going to be well tested. Let's yeah. just use that phrase. Yeah, I will say though, like it will feel as if not only just the ho- the whole of the uh, Ivory Coast will be obviously against Nigeria. It kind of almost feels like it's us against them, where it's like everybody, like nobody wants to see the host really lose. Do you know what I mean? Even just from a neutral pr- perspective, most people would like to see the host win if they make it to the final, right? And I thought like that gives that gives Nigeria also something to fight for. You know, it's almost like well, nobody wants us here anyway. Nobody wants us to win, kind of thing. Let's actually just spoil the party. And if one thing is, there's one thing Nigeria's know how to do, really how, how, how to how to spoil things. Basically, <laughs> we also know, we know how to party, have our own party. We also know have to do it at the, at the expense of at the expense of other people as well. And I feel the players know that as well. And it's, obviously, it's all going to be done, in, you know, in good spirit. Everybody wants to win. It's going to be competitive, kind of thing. But I feel like the edge that Ivory Coast has, there's also an edge about Nigeria. Nigeria by nature. A proud Nation, you know, people call it arrogance, there is arrogance there obviously, but it's almost a world like, you know, we've beaten them before, let's not make any silly mistakes and let's see where we go with it kind of thing, so the game was finally placed, obviously I said at the beginning I felt as if Nigeria were third or four favourites, Alistair, you remember that. <laughs> I doubted you coach, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie, I laughed at you, <laughs> yeah. I, I had no faith. <laughs> yeah. You know, so and it was it was more of a just on the perspective that Nigeria don't have all of the tools but we have the most important ones, which is a solid a solid defence and a world-class attacker. Um, I'm just, I'm very looking, much looking forward to the fact. I want to see how much, how well Iwobi and Onyeka play against, you know, Se- I'm pretty sure Seri starts. Seri started every game since um, the, the Intermin has come in. I want to see how well they're doing against Seri and, and Fofana, because I feel like that's a very, very good matchup. You know, the running power of of Fafana against the runner Pavelonjeka is is ridiculous. You know the subtlety of Iwobi's game against the subtlety of series game as well. It's it's, a, it's very very he plays pretty much every you would look, um, look around the pitch. Um, but yeah, I can't like I said for the last like, two or three games I can't call it. I feel the only game I felt confident that Nigeria would definitely win was probably against Angola. Despite me sounding out Angola's football was was arguably the best. You know, along with South Africa's in this in this tournament, but. This one is, is too
2: funny points, right? Go I'm gonna throw this in there, right? Yeah, you when we last spoke, you were a bit worried about Osiman, you were yeah. worried that he's getting an injury, yeah. you were worried that maybe now's not the time to play him. Yeah. If you watched his work rate, if you yeah. watch yeah. his ability to jump, and I say to you, there were three chances in that game I in joke. his right form, he takes them every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Ivory Kosev also got a problem now. This guy is fit and he's coming into the tournament. He's fit at the right time. He yeah. wants to score runs. The yeah. wicket, he's got no cracks. <laughs> smooth, moves, lots of grass. You can just start playing the ball to the boundary with no effort. I tell you, Ivory Kosev, they're not clever. They are they are underestimating Nigeria and Osiman at the moment. Yeah. He looked in really good workman form.
1: I was surprised by his work effort, man. He
2: a shift. Do you remember in the, though, in
1: the in the first in the first, I think two minutes, he went down holding his stomach. I was like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. his game done." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was him out. yeah, I th- I th- like, right. Yeah, and and he got up and he was like, he got up and he played even better. I was like, wow, like, yeah, b- between yeah. between yeah. between adrenaline and pride and whatever else, he just carried himself through. I'm still I'm still a little bit worried. I don't feel like he's fully 100 percent yet. But you're right. The chances that he missed. Osman awesome in good form. Like Nigeria will probably win. Um, probably win that in, in regulation time because there were there were very easy chances by his standards I think you know there were yeah. very easy chances. I, 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 so I think, I, think, I, hit her I off
2: think... the header of the header of the second half sorry Alistair no disrespect to you sir hit All the header <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> uh just after half time uh, you know it came in from the left hand side beautiful cross lovely weight gets up at the far post places you just over the right hand side of the goalkeeper I thought to myself this guy's fit he takes their chance hands down. Yeah. Sorry yeah
3: I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but one of the joys of this tournament has been watching Victor Ozzyman live. Yeah. And like you said, Courtney, the work that man gets through. Yeah, oh, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. And, and, uh, and, it's not just the work because you see some players who they, you know, they, they, they press or they'll run really hard just to kind of show that I think Bruno Fernandes for me is the the peak of this kind of Alexis someone who runs so much. Yeah. 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 Like, who will make it look like they're working really hard, but they're just pressing yeah. by themselves, causing no problem. Ozzyman, is so intelligent when to press, when to mm-hmm. move defenders. And even when he's off the ball, his movement is so good. Whether it's like, you know, you watch, you watch like Nwabali take a couple different goal kicks. Every mm-hmm. single one, he's doing something different. Mm-hmm. First one, he's just winning the header because he's so good at winning header. Second one, he fakes to win the header, darts in behind the center back, who's now misjudged the ball. Third one, he brings that down draws a foul like every single time yeah. he's doing different things and he's always keeping defenders defenders guessing and and we saw that in the first game he won that penalty yeah that Trusa Kong scored against against uh, against Cote d'Ivoire so I think it'll be really interesting for me to see who Cote d'Ivoire plays at the back because obviously Odilon Kosenu will be fit mm-hmm. and while he had one of the worst performances I've ever seen in the game against Mali um uh, with the when he got sent off and Sineyoko kind of twisted him inside and out, he is an excellent one v one defender.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, as as is Diamande, who again played in that first game, hasn't played really since. Um, whereas Willie Bully is a bit more of a you know a meat and potato centre back. You know he doesn't want to be caught in a one v one. He wants crosses and he wants to clear things. So it'll be really interesting to see who who pairs with Evan Ndika. And I think I think from the Ivorian side, look, I think Sebastian Aller is you know he's not, not nearly as good as Victor Ozyman, but as you said, Gordon, he is a proper, proper center yeah. forward. And even when he's not fit, you know, even like the goal he scored against DR Congo, that goal should not have gone in, but you know, center forwards find a way to scuff their shots and still score. And, and um, can I say for me? Actually,
1: I've seen, I've yeah. seen both um, R9, the original, the only Ronaldo to my mind anyway, and, and Zlatan score, almost carbon copies of that exact goal. It's, a, it's an intentional thing from strikers to hit into the ground like that. I just feel like... Yeah. He, probably didn't, he, yeah, he just didn't catch it as sweetly as he probably wanted, mm. but it's definitely an intentional thing. So, yeah, no, mm. Alar is, is a very, very, very dangerous, dangerous yeah. striker, for sure.
3: But I also think, like what you said, Coach, it was kind of spot on, is yeah. that Cote d'Ivoire and Alar in particular play a way that Nigeria want to play against. Yeah. And we saw that again in the first game. You know, crossing that's Nigeria's bread and butter, you know, especially true to Kong, Ajay, you know, bassi has been a little more shaky in my opinion, particularly in the air, but th- this is what they want. And so for me, the key for Cote d'Ivoire is actually, it's not Allaire, it's not even Fofana, who I think, you know, still has a big role to play, but it's actually Simon Adingra. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've been his biggest fan at this tournament. I, I very much a, a Stan account uh, myself of of, of a and I, I, Even when he's not playing, that's when I think he's like, I'm calling for him to come <laughs> out every time. Because every time he plays, he makes such a difference. And he's such a different, I think I've mentioned this before as well, such a different profile to to Max Gradle, to Jeremy Boga, to Nicolas Pepe. All of those guys want to you know stand up a defender, beat them, and either shoot or cross. You know, they want to do that. Whereas a wants to come short. He wants to link up. He wants to move the defenders. And I think if there's one vulnerability that this Nigeria team has, it's in those spaces, not so much right back. Cause I think Olain has been excellent, but in behind the wing backs, particularly on that left side, if I, if it's Sanusi or on the right side, if it's, um, Osei Samuel, uh, Whereas I think Ayn has actually been brilliant. And so I think for me, that's going to be where the interesting battle is going to be from a Cote d'Ivoire perspective. Can you get Adingra moving the players, particularly linking up with Fofana yeah. on that left side? You know, Can you get him to pull in, draw a defender, bring in Fofana, let you Conan know, bomb on down the wing? Whatever it is, I think Adingra and Fofana, their relationship is what's going to be key because... Like you say, just crossing it, crossing it, crossing it. That's not going to work against this Nigeria team. They're too good for that. Even if mm. Alayer is excellent himself in there, mm. whereas well. you know their ability to move players. And I think one thing that struck me that Ivor, Ivory Coast did quite well against DR Congo was particularly actually Wilfred Singo, who for me I've never really thought of him as a very good attacking wing back. More of kind of a, a centre back that pl- plays on the on the right. His crossing was excellent, and mm. that one chance that Adingra missed that was a brilliant cross from Wilfred Singo, and he had a couple of those. So for me, it's. Can Ivory Coast not just cross aimlessly uh, like like Nigeria want them to, but can they create the situations in which a, a Fofana or uh, an ally can latch onto a cross? I think for me, that's where the, the battle is going to be well, won or lost. Well,
0: well, well, let me throw in some stats that might feed mm. how this final mm. sort of plays out. And these are important things to consider. Nigeria have not conceded a goal from open play this tournament since the group stages when Equatorial Guinea scored against them. In the thirty-sixth minute. Ivory Coast, they've played in four AFCON finals. Each have ended 0 nil and gone to penalties. They've won two of those shootouts and they've lost two. Is that a precursor of what we can see this weekend? Tight Nigerian defense and an Ivory Coast team that's gone to pens in previous iterations. And and what sweetens it
3: is both of these teams have now won a penalty shootout. Yeah. You know, so it's it's not it's not you know, I'll be honest. I slandered Mabali on this podcast. <laughs> I, I said that if it went to penalties, South Africa would win. Ron right. would, would, would reign supreme, but Mabali showed that he's got it in him. Yeah. And but Yaya Fofana's also well, shown that be he's got United it in
0: one. In a, sundown zero, sundown <laughs> exactly,
3: exactly. So yeah, I think I think Zayd. Honestly, I think this is a, a, as exciting as this this Afcon is, and I'm probably cursing myself by calling it is i i think you're spot on i think this is nil nil or one nil i don't think there's anything more in it and i think if there is a goal it's probably a corner or a penalty mm-hmm. uh, because i think despite this tournament being the most exciting afcon there has been i think these two teams are now in a place where you it's know they business. want to play boring
1: football. It's business yeah it's exactly business. we're not well, let's messing let's about let get the
3: job done <laughs> the, there,
2: exactly. right? the, the the fear factor is i think where people need to be looking Where is the fear factor? And the fear factor is nobody wants to play against a striker that's hard running, quick, and continuously hard running. Not hard running now and again. Not a Tony No, Run hard today uh, for, for, for 30 minutes and then stop running. No, someone that's consistently working hard, chasing, tackling, getting back, heading, Fouling people, nobody wants to play against a striker like that. No. Nobody wants it. No defender wants that. That's why what? people don't like uh, Darwin Nunes. People don't like him
1: no. because we we would hate to play against him. That's who Osiman is do you, do you with a, a good, technical touch. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. My my friend raised this point to me the other day. It was just like when we like when we when you play football in general, like especially at, at a lower level, the players that look good normally perform relatively well, right? Obviously man at the top level, it's not let's be frank here, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. But I can imagine there isn't a single defender that's playing today that would enjoy playing against him. He's just no. awkward. He's just, it's not awkward mm-hmm. in his actions, but awkward in how to deal with him. How do you actually yep. deal with Osiman? Awesome? Do you know what I mean? It's just it's, it's, it's a question that you, that you have to ask yourself because there isn't a real answer. You just have to hope you get kind of lucky in a way that he doesn't outmuscle you, that he doesn't outjump you, that he doesn't outrun you, that he misses a chance. Because he's always going to get something, whether it's from him pressing, whether it's from from across, whether it's from a deflection. He's going to be outworking everybody pretty much. You could you, could you imagine what it was like if you grew up to be a centre back? he'd be an, one hell of, annoying, of an annoying centre-back because he's always going to be on the move, always going to be on his toes, not making sure, making sure nobody gets a half-yard on him. So, you know, according to your spot on this, that's, that's where Nigeria has to essentially make the difference. I, I trust our defence, but our attack at times, like our top scorer is luckman and luckman all these goals have come from all the hard running of Ossiemen. <laughs> So, you know, but, but,
0: it's, it's, but, but doesn't that say something about the strategy, Coach? That yeah. you know everyone's looking at yeah, but Lookman has slipped under the radar and done yeah. some great business, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's been fantastic. I mean, if I was to, if we're going to do this in the in the debrief, but I generally I genuinely do think if we're picking team of the tournament, I. I've already got four Nigerians in my team of already, and this is it when I buy Surprise, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> 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 to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I'm still flipping the coin between between um. I've, I've got anything? Oh my gosh, your goalkeeper! Oh my gosh, got No brown one. Mubali
0: standing. No, goal. no, 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 no You're a goalkeeper. Oh, Ronald Williams. Williams, yeah.
1: that's it. Between w- Williams and Mubali, I, I, honestly, I like could flip a coin. I couldn't care less who gets got in goal for team of the tournament. I think. They've both been out of this world, but Just yeah. Pick I think...
0: one
1: <laughs> 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 but but yeah, what, I think what, what... yeah. Go on. You're going. Now I was, I was gonna say that you know, as the tournament has, has progressed, Ivory Coast coming back, coming back from the dead, has been probably the story of the tournament overall. Mm. And they've they they absolutely deserve to be here. I mean, if a team if a team is down and out like that, and you give them a chance to get back. It hasn't been given to them. It hasn't been it? They've mm. they've earned it all the way, and you know a few of their players, like for example, I think um, Indica could easily be in team of the tournament for sh- like, absolutely for sure. I think for has been a little bit underwhelming. Every since he's come into the team has essentially just changed the whole way Ivory Coast play. He could easily be assuming their as well. There's, there's you know there's been a lot to love about both of these teams in general. Seriously,
2: I want to make a point, gentlemen. I want to make a point. I'm sorry, Zen. I know you're about to add something to it, and. What I want to add is not just about it, but I want to talk about the tournament. Normally, when the African Nations Cup tournament is on, the AFCON's on, I'm sometimes embarrassed because things are always wrong. Look what happened at the last one with the. With the goalkeeper going in and nine people playing
0: and yeah. you know the, the referee called the game fifteen minutes before the game yeah. fifteen minutes before sitting in the dark and yeah. so many it, things that go wrong, right? Two
2: men and a dog sitting in the stadium watching it and walking around to the other side to make the stadium look full. But I will tell you this I've not had so many messages from football people that I message across the world. Hey, are you watching these games? Yeah. I get to football on a Saturday afternoon. The guys are talking about the FCON. I'm thinking to myself, what is going on here? You know what is going on? It is a super tournament, guys. Mm-hmm. We have been dealt a dynasty of football, you know, from this continent. And I, I couldn't be more happy, and, you know. And
0: it's, it's going to be, it's amazing. We only have two more years to wait before we see it again. Yeah. but If, um,
3: if, if, if that's in 18 months. 18 months, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but... What I wanted to say is, you know, I was speaking to a colleague of mine who lives and works in Lagos, and she's been telling me the vibe in that city right now is off the charts, and people are so excited about this weekend. And let me tell you why that optimism is not misplaced. According to Opta, which is the stats provider, they've punched the numbers in their supercomputer. (laughs) They've done 10,000 pre-match Simulations wow. at the time of getting to this figure, but they say Nigeria are the favourites to be crown champions. They have a 56.2% chance wow. of winning. So, do you believe the statisticians? It's in Nigeria's favour. Let's go around the horn. Let's get your predictions on a score and how you think it's going to play out. Who'd like to go first? I'll
2: go first. I've got no opta. I don't have a statistician sitting in a room punching on a keyboard. I've just got my two eyes. Two 0 Nigeria.
0: Okay, that's within the ninety minutes. Coach, is this optimism? Is this confidence? Oh gosh, you're right. That's a,
1: that's a good question. Um, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one Nigeria. Yeah.
0: three goals.
1: Two one in Nigeria. the final. That's great. <laughs> That's yeah, I, th- I think I think I want to go to one Nigeria. I think this Afcon has thrown up so many surprises that of course yeah. ev- everybody will expect a nil-nil in the final. You know what I mean? Gotta do something different, you know. What I mean? so.
3: So, so something crazy is gonna happen. Someone's yeah. gonna get red carded for slapping a duck that flies onto the pitch. I don't know. Some, something will happen. Something, something we haven't thought I of. I love it, yeah. Ali. I love go on, it. Ali. Go on, Ali. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you, this is. You know, I've I've been saying all tournament it's difficult to call these games, but this one is I think I think probably the most difficult. I think I'm 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 gonna stick with history with, with Côte d'Ivoire and the nil-nils. I think we're gonna hit a nil-nil. Um and I think I think Cote d'Ivoire are gonna win on penalties. Um but but like I said, it's my prediction is that something ludicrous will happen. Yeah. Uh, if, if you want my honest prediction, something that we have not thought of, that By the, the way, rules that, of football that aren't even
1: capable of. Huh? Yeah, so that, that prediction for me was purely, you know, you know, gun to the head. I Assuming I, that happens. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any idea who's going to win. It's too close to call. It's kind of more of a hopeful. I hope you win
0: 2-1. Well, that just leaves me to make my prediction and yeah. my supercomputer, which is my brain. It's been computing the stats. It's computing the analysis. That's computing the heart over the head. Like Courtney, um, we would have been satisfied as Bafana Bafana fans with the quarterfinal. And quite frankly, we didn't believe we'd make the final, even though it went down to pens. You know, that's genuinely it. In this instance, I think we get the fairy tale ending. I think we get it. I think the Ivory Coast have their crowning moment in front of their crowd, in front of their people. I think they have it. But I think they get it in a really ugly, workmanlike, slightly lucky way. I'm predicting 0-0, both teams parking the bus, both teams playing on the counter attack. both teams playing not to let the other team play. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go to pens, and it's going to be the roll of the dice. But I think the Ivory Coast will emerge, and I think this generation... Will be celebrated and loved. Although I'm in the minority, very- <laughs> I think.
3: I think the 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 the, the one thing 3-1. I, I'm losing
0: three one. I'm losing three one at the moment, right?
3: <laughs> I think for me, the uh, the only thing that remains to be said is is, and I'll say it because Francis Francis isn't here to join us. Is that regardless of who wins, Africa has won. Football has won. <laughs> We uh, we we've been blessed. We've been blessed this tournament, and yeah, I think whoever wins, it's it's an incredible storyline because we, we obviously we um, talk about Cote d'Ivoire's brilliant story, and it is, and it is genuinely. You know, I I was saying this uh, earlier when I was doing a TV hit for for someone. I said this is the the most incredible sports story you've you've ever heard of. It's literally out of a film. But let's not forget Nigeria have come from the same the same place. You know, Th- think about before this tournament started, they yeah. drew with Zimbabwe and Lesotho. Yeah. Okay. Lesotho, who recently made a complaint about Hugo Bruce in the South African FA for for treating them as second class because of his comments, a team that, you know, there's not even a proper functioning league in Lesotho, and a Zimbabwe team that had been banned from playing football for, oh, what, two years? And Nigeria couldn't beat them. And yeah. yet, and yet. Here we are, Nigeria on the verge, I'm being favorite
0: the favorites in Nigerians final. know how to turn it on when the moments are there. We know yeah. that, right? Yeah. And that's why we love them and we hate them. <laughs> we, love, we hate playing against them. But as Africans, we get behind them in the tournaments when they're yeah. there at World Cups and, you know, major events like that. But, um, you know, um, we know if they win, like the English will never hear the end of it. So maybe it's better for the continent the Ivory Coast because they'll just be French. Hold on, hold
2: on, hold on. Let's
0: hold you accountable to that
2: statement. We the, the English are not winning anything, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's be clear. Let's yeah. be clear. This, statement this, I'm, I'm say, I'm just, I'm just say I was just going to say. I was just going to say. So you I, know,
2: it's not I've like they have won something winning. that I
1: got to hear them. They won nothing.
2: <laughs> they are the South Africa of Europe. <laughs> you know.
0: So, yeah. We're all, all I, competing to be England right
2: now, right? All, all I can talk about is having the best league in the world.
0: But the best yeah. league in the world. Oh, come on. Listen. Well, well, listen, gentlemen, it's been fantastic to preview Africa show pick final. I can't wait to chop it up with you afterwards. I can't wait to watch it. Coach, may your heart lead you to something great. Please mm-hmm. put, put the <laughs> monitor on. Let us know what it gets to. Um, <laughs> Courtney, get on the treadmill when you watch the game. I love it when you do that. And Ali, just Instagram the life out of it. I want to live vicarious as an old man in the cold. Enjoy. (laughs)